0: To it. When I'm
1: at Ramah, I am home. Shalom and welcome to Pot Across Ramah. I'm Becca. And I'm Erez. And we're so excited to present Episode 4 of Pot Across Ramah.
0: On this week's episode, we decided to do something different. Most of our chanechim have only been to their own Ramah camp, so they wanted to hear about what makes each Ramah camp unique.
1: We asked our khanichim questions to see what they might have in common and what might be different across the movement.
0: Before we dive in, let's hear who we have on the podcast.
2: Hi, I'm Alexis. I go to Camp Ramah, Wisconsin, and it's my seventh summer.
3: I'm Emma and I go to Camp Ramah, New England. Hi,
4: I'm Sam, and I go to Ramon Sports Academy. Hi,
5: I'm Simon, and
6: I go to Ramon, the Rockies.
7: Hi, I'm Leo, and I go to Ramada. Hi, my name is Ella, and I go to Camp in the Berkshires. Hi, my name is Avi,
5: and I go to Camp in California.
6: Hi, my name is Dev, I go to Camp in New England. Uh, my name is
8: Flora, I go to Camp in Southern California.
1: We started by finding out how each camp starts their day and some of the differences in the daily schedule as you get older. Ella, can you tell us about what your morning routine is at camp and which camp you go to?
7: Yeah, I go to camp from of the Berkshires, and usually we wake up around 8. And then after that, we kind of clean up the bunk and get ready for the day. And then we usually have to breakfast, and after that, we have fila, and then our day starts.
1: And Avi, what about at California? What's your day like?
5: We wake up at around 8, and then we get ready. For breakfast and breakfast at nine, and then after breakfast,
6: we have
1: prayers. And Zev, which camp do you go to, and what's the morning routine like there?
6: We wake up around seven, and then we eat breakfast, and then we do tefillah all together, and then we start our day.
1: Nice. A lot of similarities in the morning routines. How about the difference between younger and older chanichin? What does that look like at Berkshire's?
7: Well, first of all, there are two different campuses, kind of. And so they are sometimes like for dining hall and like some of the activities, they might be on one side of the camp, which is A-side for the younger kids. But some of the classes, but like some of the other, like the older kids, they're on a different side. And so besides like bigger, like whole camp events, you don't really see them as much. And the schedule in general is much looser when as, the older you get.
1: And when is that difference? What what age do you go to B side?
7: Either entering eighth grade or entering high school.
1: And Avi, what about at California? What's that like? Any differences between the older and younger shanichim?
5: The younger shanichim have bunks. Older have tents, and the older shanichim have more freedom
6: and stuff.
1: And Zev, what about at New England?
6: There aren't a lot of differences. But when uh, the younger people on A-side, they have swim lessons every day, where the, the B-siders, uh, they, have, they, have, uh, they have free swim.
1: So let's talk about the best food at camp. And I'm sure that's pretty different at all the different Ramak camps, lots of different diets, lots of different interesting foods to eat around the country. Avi, why don't we start with you? What's your favorite thing to eat at camp?
5: Favorite thing to eat is chocolate muffins on Saturday morning for
1: breakfast. And Ella, what about at Berkshire's? What's your favorite thing to eat?
7: Probably just like a basic salad or grilled cheese.
1: Yeah, I know Berkshire's has a nice salad bar going on. What do you usually put in the salad?
7: Different fruits, nuts, vegetables, like a variety.
1: Very healthy options, I can. Love to hear it. All right, Zev, what about you? What's your favorite thing to eat?
6: Everything's good. Everything's really good at camp. I don't really have any favorites.
1: Everything's good though. So how about different trips that different age groups take? What are some of the more exciting, notable trips that go on at your camp?
7: Yeah, so like when you're younger, you take small day trips, like you might go bowling. And then as you get older, you can go to canoe trips, more like nature trips. And then at some point, you can go traveling maybe for a week. They have a program where you actually visit other Ramah camps around the country and other cool, cool programs like that.
1: Which other Ramahs do you go visit?
7: Uh, sometimes we visit Ramah de Rome, Ramah New England.
1: Speaking of one of the camps that you visit, Zeb, can you tell us about some of the trips you guys take at New England?
6: So we do, uh, everybody goes to Six Flags, which is really fun.
1: And we do a room. And Avi, what about a California?
5: Not California. The youngest will go to overnight to the treehouse that's on camp, and older goes off camp to different places. And the oldest, Mahan, uh-huh, goes to um, goes somewhere, and then they like have mud all over them. They come back running, mud all over them.
1: So those are all trips within camp, like on camp's property, right?
5: No, just a tree house, but most of the rest of them are off camp.
1: Well, it makes sense that you could do a lot of things close by to the campus because Ojai and all the area surrounding camp in Southern California is just absolutely beautiful. There's so much going on there. One of my favorite camps to visit. Let's talk about swimming. Avi, can you tell us... How often do you swim? Where do you swim? What's that like?
5: Well, we swim once a day, mostly. Unless we have a night swim in a pool. And at the pool, there's a shallow pool and a deep pool. And there's a um, water slide and diving board.
1: That's awesome. I guess you could swim pretty late and it's probably still warm in California. Nice weather going on. I know that's not the case at Berkshire, it gets pretty cold at night. So, can you tell us about what swimming is like over there, Ella?
7: Yeah, so they have a lake and they have either lap swimming or they um, have like a lot of floaties and you could do boating there. And they kind of, it's kind of like a pool, but like a lake.
1: There's other camps that have lakes as well. Seb, can you tell us about the lake at New England?
7: There's uh,
6: two sides B side and A side. And uh, Mostly, everybody goes to A-side
1: because it
6: has iceberg thingy. You climb up and then you slide down, and then there's like the monkey bars. And then if you fall off the monkey bars, then you fall into the water. And it's, it's really fun to swim. I love swimming.
1: Yeah, one of the best activities at camp is definitely taking advantage of all the water, whether it's a lake or a pool. Diving boards, slides, lots of fun stuff going on um, with the water. So how about um, Jewish studies at camp? Can you tell us a little bit more also about Tfilot? Um, who is doing what, at what age? Is it Torah reading? How does that work out?
8: Uh, so the younger kids um, only do, other than on Shabbat, they only do um, one Service in a day and it, it would be after breakfast. But then as you get older, um, you, you slowly start doing more and more. Like some of the kids a little bit older than that will have tefillah after breakfast and then they'll have one extra service on Shabbat. You keep adding slightly more every year until the oldest state uh, at California, Mahon, does um, all three services every day.
1: And how about at Berkshire's?
7: Well, everyone from the beginning of Tom up till Gesher, everybody does Tefillah usually after breakfast, and then after that, like on Shabbat, they do like twice or three times they pray, and Tefillah usually lasts around thirty to forty minutes. It varies; like the older you are, the longer the Tefillah.
1: In addition to Tefillah, there's different holidays that are observed at camp including Tisha B'Av, which is coming up next week. And each Ramah camp celebrates or observes Tisha B'Av in different ways, um, especially across different age groups. So why don't we hear about what those different observances are? Flora, do you want to tell us at California?
8: Everybody over Barbat Mitzvah age has the option to fast if they want to, but any like it's not um, required or anything. So some people choose to and some people choose not to. On Erev Tisha B'Av, the whole camp comes together to read Echa. And then the next day, like different age groups do different activities usually. But instead of the normal daily activities, they're all um, more specific to Tisha B'Av, like learning about
7: um,
1: what it is. Um, Ella, can you tell us about Tisha B'Av at birth years?
7: Yeah, so... At um at Berkshire there's also the option to fast. Most kids who are above and bar so they do fast. And then so the whole day, most of eating is not actually in the dining hall because people who don't want to eat, they usually don't want to be surrounded by food. And then so most of the day they're more like uh, relaxed activities. And then there are some there are prayers, and then the whole camp usually comes together like they do at from off Southern California and they like talk about the, about the holiday. And then at the end, um, everybody who's fasting, they break the path.
1: Our final question around religious practices is about tefillin. And I know there are different traditions and customs at different camps around that. Um, so Ella, can you tell us what that looks like at Berkshires? Who's wearing to in? At what age do people start putting that on? What's that like?
7: Usually the people who wear tefillin at Ramal Berkshires are those who do it during the regular like the year. And the people who do are usually over bar Mitzvah age, and they can do it if they choose to. It's not mandatory. And those who choose to sometimes don't, um, those who choose to during the year don't always do it during the summer. But usually the people who read Torah for the camp also usually wear tefillin.
1: Flora, what about uh, California?
8: At California, the uh the tefillin, uh, requirements are that um, boys over 13 are supposed to wear to fill in during the morning service, and then anybody else can choose to wear it if they want to. There's also one da wear. You have the option to make to fill in.
0: At most remote camps, there's a special day devoted to healthy and positive competition. Some camps call it Yom Sport, others call it Maccabia. How many teams do you have and what are the colors for Yom Sport? And do your
2: colors change every summer? At uh, Wisconsin, we have four teams, Adom, Cahol, Yarok, and Sahov, and the colors are the same every summer, and usually you get the same color assigned to you.
4: At my camp, we have two colors and it's Adom and Kahol, or red and blue and they stay the same every summer, and you change randomly every summer.
9: We have four teams, um, Adon, Yaro, Cahal, Tahoe, and they stay the same colors every year, but um, I'm usually not on the same team.
5: Um, in Ramak, the Iraqis, they have three teams, red, blue, and green, and you usually will get a different
2: color each year. Who plans young Sport? At Wisconsin, the oldest Ada Nivonim, which is going into eleventh grade, plans yum Sport.
4: At RSA, the all the
9: Roshans, who are the head of the age groups plan yum Sport. Um, at Durham, it's kind of mixed. It, it's usually Gesher, which is the oldest, but it's also the like counselor. Uh,
5: in Vermont, the Rockies, the head
6: of the age group usually
2: picks. Does staff participate in Yom Sport, and how how do they do that? Our staff at Wisconsin participates in YUM Sport and as well as just being assigned to a team and walking around with kids doing those activities at night um, on the night of YUM Sport, they get to have mini YUM Sport, which is worth a majority of the points.
4: At RSA, the staff just stays with us, with us and then while we're eating dinner, some of the staff go off
9: and do their own activities. Um, usually the staff will, like, hang around with us, and some of, the, some of the staff actually, like, we have this thing, I forgot what it's called, but it's, like, a kind of chain reaction where you do a ton of activities, and each person on your team actually does an activity, and it's all around camp, so the counselors participate in that, but they also walk around with you and do some of the activities. The
0: staff just walks around with you. How many days is your Yom Sport, and how does Breakout work?
2: At Wisconsin, our YUM Sport is about a day, maybe a day and a half, and a couple days before Yom Sport, Nivo Nemers come into your cabin and paint you whatever color you're going to have, and you go sign up for events.
4: Um, at RSA, say uh, Breakout is the night before Color War, and we do the
9: older kids do a couple of activities.
5: We have one day of Yom Sport
9: and you get the breakout tonight Okay, so at Ramah breakout is like, like the whole camp is there and we have like a big stage and whatever like the theme of um, the Color War is, they'll kind of like do a little miniature play for it. Um, and then Color War is just one day.
0: Emma do you want to share what breakout's like at New
3: England? Um, in Camp Rumah, New England, uh, breakout. Niveau does breakout, and then you get your team at breakout. And for the rest of that day, it's Yum Sport.
0: Are
2: there any special meals during Yum Sport? The whole day of Yum Sport and the half day, you eat meals with your team, and we have silent lunch.
4: Uh, we have the same thing as Wisconsin. You eat with your teams, and we have silent lunch.
9: It's the same exact thing for me. We also have silent lunch
3: and eat with our team. Same with Ramon the Rockets. In New England, there um, there's also a silent meal, but there's also the other meals, there's different things like you can't use certain silverware or you have to have socks on your hands during the whole meal and you also sit with your team.
0: That's really cool. That is cool. <laughs> I haven't heard that before. What has been your favorite event or a fun memory you have during YUM Sport?
2: My favorite YUM Sport memory and event is at the end of YUM Sport there's an Apache where there's a bunch of different relay races all around camp and it leads to the waterfront and one year my parents visited on YUM Sport and then I got to be one of the last people in the Apache and I got to go on the Blue, which is a water obstacle course and then a kayaker kayaks to this island in the middle of our lake and a swimmer swims all the way back. You have to start a fire and that's the end of the Apache which was really cool for me.
4: The day before I'd sprained my ankle playing basketball but I had to do sprints for Apache and I still won the sprints for Apache.
9: Um, my favorite memory was probably like spending time with my friends and also doing the Apache.
6: I don't know if they do this every year but I don't think they do, but
5: when you're at the, the wooden team, like there's a head counselor of the team, sort of, and they got dumped, sort of dumped a bucket of water on their head. but so
0: that
2: was really funny. That's super fun.
0: Is your camp doing virtually
2: on sport this, kite? Ramah, Wisconsin is doing Virtual Yum Sport, and it just ended about 30 minutes ago, and we find out who wins in about an hour on a Facebook Live, and I'm pretty sure it's a Dome, which has been my team for six years, so get excited.
4: We do not do Virtual Yum Sport, because most of our activities are all
2: sports, so it would kind of be hard to do. Neither did we. Um, I don't
9: think we do a Yum
0: Sport.
2: We actually did two. I just remembered. We did one... um, in like May, and it was just on Instagram, and there were just like a couple of challenges. Um, and you got like 100 points towards next year's Yum Sport. Um, cool. And then there was one this week.
0: At your camp, what a dote do plays?
3: All the child uh, bet a dote do plays, and the team also doesn't play.
2: At Wisconsin, all the age groups that go for eight weeks so Solim, Shafim, Bogri, Machon, and Nivo do plays. And if you're in Chaudzim, which is the second year, last session of four weeks, then you get to do a little medley on the last night of camp. It's called the cabaret of one song from every play for the next summer. How are the plays decided?
3: The counselors decide which plays are done each year.
2: Our plays are on a seven-year rotation with five plays every single year. And they're the same for the rest of ever, unless someone overrides it.
0: Our plays aren't decided because they don't exist. Thank you for that from RSA. Are plays mandatory and what are the different ways that people can get involved?
3: Everyone has some sort of role in the play, whether that's uh, having a speaking part or being in a dance or doing the music. Most, yeah, most people are involved in the play.
2: Plays at Wisconsin are mandatory for campers that go for eight weeks. Everybody auditions, no matter like if you're trying to get a part or not. And they see if you have any like weird hidden talents. They'll put it in the show. And some people are featured dancers. Everyone's a chorus member. And you can get acting parts and solos and different things.
0: Do you guys have any weird hidden talents?
2: I'm double-jointed, but they don't really count that. I'm double-jointed in my shoulder. Both my thumbs, like one of my veins move. But they didn't. I didn't get that in the show.
4: I have a special talent. My knee can
0: pop in and out without doing anything. Oh, don't
2: <laughs> show us, please.
0: Do not show us, please. Who does the music for your plays?
3: Members of the adult that are presenting the play also do the music.
2: At Rama Wisconsin, there's a little band or an orchestra that practices. Frequently, and they perform at every play.
0: How often do you have play practice?
2: People
3: who have singing or speaking roles um, practice for two or three weeks, and the everyone else uh, practices for the a few days before them.
2: At Wisconsin, we have play practice five days a week. And if you are a lead, you have some special script practices and things. And if you have a solo or anything, you go and perform it for the director.
0: Are your plays in Hebrew
3: or in English? All the plays are in Hebrew, and sometimes there's a line or two in English.
2: Same with Amachaya, where all of our plays are in Hebrew, but there's a line in English. And also for Visitor's Day, Nivonim, the oldest da gets to write Niveau English play and perform it for the parents on Visitor's Day.
0: That's so cool that they write their own play. What has been your favorite play and what plays have you been in?
2: I was in The Wizard of Oz
3: and I really liked
2: that one. I was also in The Wizard of Oz. Emma Chaya and I are just the same person. I don't really have a favorite play. I haven't watched them all yet. I think Frozen was supposed to be this summer and that would have been pretty good. Um, I was in the cabaret when I was in Chautzim and I had a solo, I was very happy about that, but I messed it up, it's okay. Um, I was in the Wizard of Oz and I was a munchkin and I like hid under the stage and I got to crawl out and meet Dorothy. Um, I was something in the beauty of Beauty and the Beast and I was like the maid in Sound of Music and I had six lines, I couldn't remember them and I wrote them on my hand and there's a picture of me in the play like this, writing reading on my hands it was crazy next year we have little shop of horrors i was also in the beauty and
0: the beast in a camp play it was my shorashim summer so that's going into sixth grade and i was a spoon is your camp doing virtual plays this summer
3: we are not doing virtual plays no
2: Wisconsin has one virtual play, and they just let whoever wanted sign up. I'm not sure if they got like enough people to do it, but they definitely sent out stuff about it. We're having a lot of cool programming.
1: When we started brainstorming ideas for this week's episode, we realized there was a lot of assumptions Hanichin had about the different Ramah camps. Thus, this next segment was born.
0: Welcome to Ramah Mythbusters: The Rapid Fire Questionnaire,
1: Sam. Is it true RSA is only two weeks?
0: No.
4: Um, you can go for two weeks, four weeks, or six weeks. So, like, because it has, like, younger kids, so if you were younger and you didn't necessarily want to go and you just wanted to try out the camp because it's it's newer, you could go for two weeks and then however long you want to go, up to six weeks.
1: Pools or lakes?
5: I like pools is nicer and the water is usually
2: warmer. I like pools and I like to swim in pools, but at camp I'd prefer to have a lake because I like to do island swims.
7: I actually like cold lakes, so I do prefer having a lake even though it's like not as warm as pools.
4: In this situation, I would say lakes because it's more camp vibes.
7: Where is the best water
0: located in your camp? The ship. The library. The mar.
2: The best water in camp is located in the Baydam, which is like the performing arts area. Outside there's really cold water.
7: The marp? The khadar? Or outside the softball fields? The marp? Or like, we have two
4: gems and one of them is like a lot newer, and that one has really good water.
1: Laura and Avi, is it true Ramah, California is on the beach?
8: Uh, well, NorCal is, um, Southern California isn't.
1: Alexis, is it true Wisconsin has the best cheese?
2: It is probably true of the state, but I don't think that our Ramah has better cheese than any other Ramah, but we are very good about not eating meat during off because we just have so much cheese, you know?
1: Are bigger camps better?
2: I personally
7: think that bigger camps are better. Because I just feel like even though like Grandma like Vermont Adventures is like a bigger camp, I still feel like there are still like small groups in everything that you do. And so there's an opportunity to meet more people, to do more activities because with more people The camp is able to like have more, have a bigger facility and is able to give the campers much more than I personally think a small camp would be able to give.
2: I think bigger camps are better because it's easier to find your people and there's like a large selection to find like your, your friends that are going to be your friends forever when there's more people. Um, But also just cause you can meet people and have new experiences, but it really depends on the person and what they're looking for in a camp experience.
4: I mean, like if I'm not being biased, I feel like it depends on the person. Cause like it depends on if you like a smaller situation or just what you like. But in my opinion, I would rather have a smaller camp because you're able to have more one-on-one, and especially for sports, it's easier to learn things because you don't have to have as many people, so you don't, So it's not as much of a skill gap, and you also can get better food because you don't have to make as much.
6: Uh
0: is better. Does anyone use their baseball field for actual baseball?
8: Yes, we, we have an option to do um, baseball as uh, a sport you can pick and we actually use the field.
7: So basically the baseball field kind of is a story around berkshires so There's a baseball field and there's a softball field. And so the so- the right the baseball field is on B side but there's like a business nest or something like there. So nobody really goes on there. No softball field is there. So nobody really goes there unless they really have to. And so they move softball to the baseball field and nobody really plays baseball anyway. So like it's called a baseball field and I guess you could play baseball there but it's used more for softball and volleyball.
9: We play baseball on our baseball field. Oh, we play baseball. We don't actually play that much baseball. Um, We'll play kickball. Um, We don't actually use the baseball field that much. It's more for like, um, we use it for like a lot of things, but we don't use it that much. It just has multiple like uses. Sam, what about RSA?
4: Because it's a choice of a main sport that you play for like seven hours a day, we have three fields. We have a baseball field, a softball field, and the an old baseball field. So we use the baseball field for baseball, softball field for softball, and the other baseball field is like if the newer one gets like too wet or something, we use that. But, yeah, we actually use it for baseball.
1: Who has the best camp swag? meaning clothes and merchandise, stuff like that.
9: We get PJ shorts. Yay. And then also um, you get these cool sweatshirts. If you've been there from Garni
2: to Gesher, which is like the youngest to the oldest. I think Ramallah, Wisconsin has pretty great swag because not only do you get swag for signing up for camp like early in the school year, if you sign up by a certain date, This year's swag, obviously camp didn't happen, but was like a tote bag and a really nice beach towel. Like it's really big and it's really fluffy. And last year we got um, basketball jerseys and the year before we got hockey jerseys and the year before we got softball jerseys. And they all say like pretty much the same thing. Not only do we get stuff for signing up early, but we have like a merch store at camp. So if you like, you know, run out of pants and it's laundry day, you just go and buy some Ramah like pants and it's great.
1: So lots of different options for swaggy Wisconsin.
5: Right. So California for signing up early, then you get like the more earlier you sign up, like the better things that you get. So you could get like a keychain for your backpack or the blanket, like or towel Frisbee and also at camp. Oh, for a canteen, then like you can get food or you could also get stuff like, like a Frisbee or something like that.
8: Um, when you sign up early, you get sent like all sorts of things. Um, one year it was water bottles. Uh, there've also been like blankets, backpacks, things like that.
4: So if you sign up early, you automatically get um, sweatpants with um, something like indented into it and also a shirt. But I feel like it's a lot harder to judge it because it's a lot newer, so it has less money. Also, because it's smaller, um, but it was pretty good. But I I would love to say it's the best. But I like my shirt from Palmer actually better because it's literally kangaroo and the Melbourne Grand Slam, and they they have new merch every year. Um, but yeah, I think if it, if it was an older camp, then I think it would be. Um, better than the other camps, but because it's so new and it has less kids, it's a lot harder to get mojo.
2: Yeah, we also get photo books midwinter and this year they customize them so it doesn't have pictures of like every single person. It has pictures of you with your friends and just mostly pictures of you. And uh, when they have too many like old staff shirts and things, Um, I think my first summer at camp, like seven years ago, they had a t-shirt sale of all the staff shirts and all the merch from like a long time ago that didn't sell and it was like $2 a shirt and I got a 2012 staff shirt.
1: Before we close out, why don't we go around, you can just say what you learned about another camp or that you're gonna take away from this whole week and we'll just call on you guys one by one. Is there anyone who wants to start that?
9: Okay, well, first thing i didn't actually know that most of these camps existed like um sam's i i didn't know i didn't know that camp actually existed before like this camp or yeah um and i i have like it was really interesting to see like how different like their camps are from mine and it's really cool to also like see the similarities. I really
2: enjoyed that. Yeah, so throughout this hoog, I learned a lot of stuff about the other camps. For example, like I thought that RSA is mostly just for kids who go to regular camps because the only things that I had encountered with RSA is kids from Wisconsin leaving camp two weeks early to go to like a little mini camp. And I was thinking like, what what is this all about? And now I know, and Sam educated all of us about RSA. Um, And I also learned about some of the other camps because I knew of all the camps and I knew like that they existed, but you only really know what other campers and your own counselors tell you about the other camps. So I learned a lot about there's different stuff that goes on.
7: Yeah, so similar to what Alexa said, I only knew one person who's ever went to RSA. And I, I th- honestly, I thought it was a day camp. And then um, <laughs> Sam taught us all about, like, like, that it's not actually just, like, just doing sports all day. It's, like, an actual camp. Because I, I just thought it was, like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 20 kids. Like, something really, really small. that like, put together really last minute. But I realized it was more than that.
4: I learned that I like RSA a lot more than I thought I liked. And that, like, there are a lot of other camps, and just because you like one doesn't mean that all the other people do. And that, like, it d- just it depends on what camp fits you, and no camp is necessarily better than the other. But It
5: just depends on what you like. Better. I learned that there's a lot more camps than I thought. Like, I knew that there was other ones, but I didn't know that there was this many. Like, most of them I didn't hear. And I learned, like, how different they are. I thought they would be really similar. I thought they would all have a pool.
0: That's a good answer because I didn't, I actually didn't know that other Ramads had pools. I thought pretty much
2: every camp had a lake. I thought only the day camps had pools.
8: I learned how different all the different camps are. Like, I always thought they, like, maybe they looked different. They were in different places, but I thought that, um, I thought that everything worked the same way in different camps. I uh, I also didn't know that um, other camps had lakes. I thought that every camp had a pool.
3: I thought that since um, the people and places at each camp were so different, I thought uh, they would be like not the same as my camp. But hearing people talk about their camps. It sounds
6: really similar. I learned that you could do a podcast over Zoom.
1: We're so grateful and proud of the chaniim that created and recorded this podcast all on their own.
0: Make sure to subscribe to Kol BeRama to ensure you don't miss out on future episodes.
1: That's right. We're going to have lots of great stories, interviews, songs, and more throughout the kites.
0: Thanks for
1: listening. L'Hitra. Shalom, and thank you for tuning in to Kol Barama. If you're looking for more information about Camp Ramah overnight and day camps, Israel programs, year-round events, and virtual offerings, please visit our website at www.campramah.org.